this morning, I've uh, got some things I want to share with you uh, out of 1 Corinthians 13, actually. But before we get to that, um, I wanted to update you on today is the last Sunday where we've uh, done three months of uh, meeting by region, Emran, right? So uh, you probably know this by now because we're finishing three months, but breaking you up into different regions to come on different Sundays to s- just spread out a little bit more. Um, south side, the east side, the north side, and downtown. So today is downtown. A lot of you are downtown folk. Um, and so we committed to doing that through October. And um, I, the way we've been doing this at Moran for 10 years, as long as I've been here, is we, we pray and ask God what to do, and then we try to do it, and then we ask him what's next. But I, I always try to, like when he gives us what to do next, before we even step into that, I try to ask him what's after that. You ever do that? <laughs> right? It's like, okay, cool. Thanks for telling us what's going to come after that. And um, this time was no different where he didn't tell us till like uh, Wednesday morning, the end of this time together. Uh, we've been praying as elders for a long time. It's like, okay, uh, so like November's coming up here, like little hint would be good. Nothing, right? All right, we get together again and pray. All right, what's, what you got for Moran for November? Nothing. And uh, we just kept praying until this last Wednesday we got together and we were praying. And, and the Lord said, okay, well, he didn't use those exact words. But it, the, the heart of what we were discerning from the Lord was that, okay, um, he, he wants us to not to be separated by regions anymore, but to get back together. All right? And he wants us to get together. It's... It's more than like in a, uh, in a physical sense, right? He wants us to get back together in a relational sense, in a spiritual sense. So starting next Sunday, we, we are going to invite you if you want to come, 10 o'clock. Um, we are going to uh, just kind of do a little bit of a reset to get people back together and seek the heart of God in terms of unity. Or you can come every Sunday if you want. But what we're going to be focusing on is God's heart for unity because it's not just our country being divided, which I don't have to remind you that it is. It's not just the church in general that there's division, but even here at Moran Park, there's a lot of division that has grown in these last number of months that we feel like the Lord's saying, hey, let's, let's come back together and focus on that heart of unity. And we've been praying a lot for vision, and God, what do you want from Moran? What's your vision? And the Lord has just kind of said, you just put that aside. Just table that. Just take that stuff off the table for now. And come and know my heart for unity, heart for reconciliation, heart for, like, we just, there's been a lot of wounding, and we need to address that. We need to, to talk about the wounded hearts and, and deal with wounded hearts and, and reconcile where reconciliation is, is necessary. And so that, that's what the Lord wants to do. And it's been an interesting journey even for myself, which I'll, I'll get into in a minute. Um, but there's been so many things over COVID that have caused division. And I think a lot of it's been totally unintentional. But, um, right, you see this constantly. Like, we've wounded one another in our views on, on masks or no masks. Some of you have left because we're not strict enough on masks. Some of you have left because we're too strict on masks. Some of you have said hurtful things. I've said hurtful things to other people that have different viewpoints than me, and it's caused a lot of wounding over a piece of cloth, right? I believe the Lord wants us to reconcile and mend those things. We've said things that have been hurtful to one another regarding politics and regarding race, and even with the best intention, we have said things 
that have been racist, and we've said things that have wounded others, and um, that have wounded people, and I think we need to address those things and find reconciliation and healing and forgiveness in those things. Um, I think we've found a lot of division on um, how even to do church. We, we found a lot of division in how to meet as the body of Christ, whether it be in a large gathering like this, whether it be in a house church, um, and those two have been pitted against one another and caused a lot of division. And, and I've been a part of a lot of that, which I'll talk about in a minute. Um, but we need, to, we need to mend those things, and we need to come back together on those things and restore broken relationships. There's been a lot of division. And I, I think one of the things that continues to perpetuate division is that um, we put we put being right over loving one another. At least I do. Maybe you don't. Maybe you got to figure it out. But how, how often is it where someone has a different perspective and I'm not even listening or wanting to understand where they're coming from because I've already got my list of telling you why I'm right and you're wrong, right? Why you should vote for my candidate, why you should see things my particular way. And what ends up happening then is that we value truth, we value truth, and don't get me wrong, truth is really important, but sometimes we put truth way up here and loving one another gets dropped way down the list. And the Lord's brought me this week to 1 Corinthians chapter 13, and I think it has a lot to say about what the Lord wants to do at Moran Park and in the broader body of Christ. 1 Corinthians 13, you, you know it well. Um, if you've been to like a wedding, you've probably heard this, right? And, and I think the Lord, it's one of those passages, do you ever have it where, um, like you know a passage really well, you've heard it a bazillion times, but you see it in an entirely new light because of what the Holy Spirit's saying to you? Like that's what I felt like this week with this. And this is what 1 Corinthians 13 says. If we speak in tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I am a noisy gong or a clanging symbol. He's saying, like, you can pray in tongues. You can pray in the Spirit all you want. And that's a great thing. You can be in tune with the Spirit throughout your day, praying in the Spirit. But he said, but if you don't have love, you've missed the point. Then this one nailed me. It says this. And if I have prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith so as to remove mountains, but I have not love, I am nothing. It's saying, like, you could be totally in tune with the Lord, right? You could totally in tune prophetically in the sense of hearing what God's saying to you for yourself or hearing what God's saying for a group of people, for the church. You can totally be in sync with the Lord, hearing from the Lord. This is what God's saying. I'm getting all the revelations from God. I'm getting all the insight from God. I'm getting all the wisdom and knowledge of what God's saying, what he wants us to do. And he's saying, but if you lack love, you've missed the point. Like so often, I think we forget, I forget that it's not just what God wants us to do, but it's how God wants us to do it that matters. He says, if I give away all I have, and if I deliver up my body to be burned, but I have not love, I gain nothing. He's saying, like, even if your heart is in the, just the purest place, like, I just want to serve God. My life is on the altar. Everything's on the altar. I want to serve him. It's all his. He can have everything. He can take it all. He can burn, my body can be burned for him. And it's it like persecution. Whatever God wants, he can have it. But he's saying, but if I don't love, 
I gain nothing. Then he says this. He defines love, which is, which is helpful because I, I think it's easy to be like, oh, of course I love people. I say it all the time, oh, of course I love people. But then this is what it's defined as. Love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. I mean, that's quite a list. That for me, I, I think about how Jesus did this. He embodied this stuff. The one who was right all the time. Jesus was the way, the truth, and the life. He was the truth. He was right all the time. But there was no doubt when Jesus was delivering the truth and delivering the heart of the Father, he didn't just deliver the message of the Father. He actually delivered the heart of the Father too. He didn't just deliver the words of truth. He delivered the heart of love of the Father as well. This is one of the things I've done a... This is one of the things I've done a really poor job at. I get my mind so made up on what the Lord's saying and my conviction for truth that so often I forget to show you my love for you. And I can tell you I love you all day long. But if my actions don't back it up, it's for nothing. There's been some things that have been brought to my attention lately that honestly aren't incredibly fun to hear. But they're right and they're true. There's been a number of specific ways over the past years, <laughs> uh, and especially the past few months during COVID, that I have failed to love you. You know, it says in the word here, it says that love is patient. And there's been a number of times for many of you that I haven't been patient in listening to your hurts and your concerns and your disagreements. I've been so focused on getting God's vision accomplished that I haven't been patient with you to grow in understanding and hear where you're coming from. And for that, I'm sorry. This is a lot easier just writing on that piece of paper. It's also a lot easier to try to justify this or that. But, it, but I've been wrong.
talks about love not being arrogant, and I've been being really arrogant and thinking, I've got, I've got what God's saying, and my vision is right. And therefore, what I've done is I've, um, I've, put, I've put vision above people. I've put vision above you. And I've uh, oftentimes will, um, what's, the, what's the word? It's like, just use you to accomplish a vision. Almost like a, um, like just kind of a pawn. Like, okay, God wants us to do this, so you can do this, and you can do this, and you do this, rather than walking in humility and saying, wow, you can hear from the Lord, and the Lord's working in your life. I wonder what vision God's put on your heart to do and accomplish. And for that, I am, I'm, I'm sorry. Love is not irritable, and oftentimes I've been irritable and defensive when concerns are brought to me. It was interesting, recently I asked someone, I was like, I feel like people don't always come to me with concerns, and they're like, well, maybe because you're not approachable and you're defensive. Oh. You're right. And for that, I'm sorry. The word says that love is kind. And I try to be kind with my words, and I try to be kind with how I treat you, but at the end of the day, for many of you, I just feel like, I, I know I've not been a good friend, where I feel like I just check in on you, or uh, ch check up, or see how you're doing, in order to get you to the goal of um, moving forward with something with the Lord. Like, I come in oftentimes with an agenda on my heart of like, okay, well, um, Maybe we could get you into this. Maybe get you to a house church here. Do this thing here. Get like this, like an agenda rather than simply loving you and knowing your heart and seeking the Lord with you. Making you feel like you really have no use to me if you're not accomplishing some goal or accomplishing something for the Lord. And for that, I'm, I'm sorry. The word says that love doesn't insist on its own way. I insist on my own way a lot. I have, for many of you, very rigidly defined and narrowly defined what it means to function as believers together, what it, narrowly defined what it means to meet together as the church. I have, through my words and through my actions, have made many of you feel like less than or a bad Christian for wanting this large gathering and valuing this large gathering. And for that, I'm sorry. The word says that we love bears all things and believes all things, hopes all things, and endures all things. think we're in a tough spot as a church. I've wounded a lot of you. And it's easy to say, well, it was unintentional. It, was this. it, doesn't, it doesn't matter. I've wounded a lot of you. But I believe that God is the God of miracles and can restore what's been broken.
Listen, I'm, I'm not trying to apologize to get you to do something. I'm not like, trying to apologize for this or that. I'm apologizing to say I've not loved you well, and I want to love you better. I, I haven't loved you well. Hey, thanks, man. Thank you. Um, I think some of you need to hear this too this morning. I love you more than I love house church. I love you more than accomplishing God's vision. And so the Lord has said for this next month or so that we are to come together. We're inviting you to come together. And seek his heart for unity. Putting his vision, our visions, our desires, our hopes, our dreams. Just take that off the table and say, God, what's your heart for your people? And right now it's growing in unity. And and I know some of you have already left. I know some of you have already decided to leave Moran Park. And and I'm not going to stand in your way. If if God has told you to move on to somewhere else, I'm not going to stand in your way that you should go do that. But here's what I do invite you into is that you come for this next number of weeks so that you go to your next place not wounded. That you don't go to wherever is next hurt. That you don't go to the next place with the baggage that we have caused here. That you come, that we seek the Lord together, we find healing and restoration, and that if the Lord has released you, that you would be released in freedom and wholeness. Because it's not about Moran Park. It is not about Moran Park. It's about the church of Jesus Christ. I don't, I don't know what the next month holds, but I'm grateful we worship a God who's a God of miracles. I'm excited to see what the Lord's going to restore. I'm excited to see what the Lord's going to reveal. I'm excited to, 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 to store for what the Lord, this is what he's going to do. So that's what I have for you this morning.